Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, and welcome to Optimize Profitability Season 2. We're kicking off with Season 2 with a four-part series titled The Only Four Ways to Increase Profits in Your Business. These are the core fundamentals that every business needs to understand. My host today is business coach Lau Leeds. So Lau, kick it off. All right. I'm excited to be here for Season 2, and we're still going to do the same thing we've been doing on our Optimize Profitability and bring other people on. But we've just heard some feedback, and a lot of people want a little bit more teaching specifically when it comes to optimizing profitability (laughs) because they're like, well, I really want to just know how to optimize profitability. And you can go do research on this if you want to, but if you stay tuned for these four parts, you're going to hear lots of valuable, valuable information. As a matter of fact, if you're listening in, if you're not driving, get you a notepad because we're going to be dropping some major knowledge bombs here. Matthew, do you know what a knowledge bomb is? I think a knowledge bomb is an overload of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's something you can take and put into practice. So we're going to talk about the four levers, but we're not going to reveal them until each session. So today's session is the first, the easiest one, the thing that everybody wants. It's leads. Matthew, would you like more leads in your business? I think everybody would want more leads in their business. <laughs> exactly. That's the one thing that everybody thinks about when they think about increasing their profits is more leads. But I always ask people, if I brought 100 customers to your business right now, would you be ready for it? Is your system set up to follow up with those, those 100 people? Are your workers ready for those 100 people? Let me tell you a true story. Today, I was on the phone with somebody at 9 o'clock this morning. He's like, I'm overwhelmed. I got too many customers. Can I? And literally... The guy's on the phone complaining about all the customers he has. That's pretty awesome. That's a good problem to have, right? But you know what? I ask him, you want to do X, Y, Z to take it to the next level? And he says, no, I don't want to complicate my life. He was satisfied where he was. So if you're satisfied where you are, this is not the podcast for you. This podcast is for somebody who wants to know how I can get more leads. So let's talk about some basic stuff. Matthew, do you know... The tenets, the four main tenets or three main tenets, I'm going to call it today, of marketing. Do you know what they are? I don't think so. (laughs) Four tenets of marketing. All right. It's really simple. You got to have a problem. You got to have a solution to that problem. And you've got to be able to communicate how you solve that problem better or more unique than anybody else. That is marketing in a nutshell. How cool is that? It's really simplified marketing. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but seriously, so many people don't understand how to communicate that. If you can understand, I do this specific thing for this specific group of people, and this is why I'm better. That's the whole gist of marketing. If you can communicate that in a higher value than anybody else, you're going to get attention. That's part of leads. So before we begin anything about leads, you have to understand who your leads are. Who is it you're looking for? So Matthew, how would you define a lead? A lead is somebody who comes into your business that's interested in what you have to offer. Exactly. Somebody who's interested. Now you have potential leads, you have possible leads, but we're talking about someone who's actually interested in your business. So in order for you them to be interested in your business, you have to be interested in them. Understand your customer. Understand there's a concept called a customer avatar. A customer avatar means that you can fully describe your customer. So what is your ideal customer or what is, if you go back through your, if you've had a lot of customers, you can go back through your stats and look at the age range of your customers and really fine tune that into about a 10 year range. Are males or females more likely to buy your product? 
are young or old more likely to buy your product. So the more fine-tuned you can get on that specific avatar, that customer identity, the more you can speak to their needs. That's the whole key to bring in customer leads is to speak to their needs. Now, these are real basic stuff, but I want to just lay it out on the line because we, we're missing some of the basics sometimes. We get so complicated. We start thinking social media and which channel should I be on? And we're going to cover that in a minute. But we miss that there's got to be a single path for your customer. If I go to your website, I need to know exactly what I need to do to order what it is that's going to solve my problem. Does that make sense? Too yeah. often people have, you go to the website and there's 14 different things to do and things flashing over. It's pretty, but I, as a customer don't know what to do. And so it's really crucial that when someone comes to your website or it's your Facebook or whatever, they know exactly what you stand for and what, you, what problem you solve. That's crucial before anything else is having that single path for your customer and then make sure it's easy to order. If I go to your website and I want to buy your book, let's say, I should have an easy buy now button somewhere that let's click there, buy now, and it goes immediately into a credit card system. That should be automated. That should be set up or automatically for your, your storefront. If you have a business and you have 50 different items, you've got to have somewhere where people can shop. You've got to have somewhere for someone to sort those, those shops and everything. And I bet you, Matthew, you can help you with that. If you don't have one of those things, reach out I to can. us at dfwtop.com. Um, on Facebook, DFW Top Business, because um, that's what we do. We help people identify those things because you ultimately, here's a word for you, Matthew. Have you ever heard of omnipresent? I have, but I don't remember I ever looked up the definition of it. Omni means every and present means every present. So the key is you want to be everywhere your customer is. It's that simple. The guy I was talking to today that has too many customers, he started talking about where he did and didn't want to be. And that's totally fine. He can turn off some channels because he doesn't need as many customers. That's that's a good place to be, but not everybody is in that place. So what we do in being omnipresent is being where the customers are. Are your customers on Facebook? More than likely they are. You probably should have a Facebook profile and you should be discussing with them their problems. Are they on LinkedIn? If you're a B2B, that means a business to business. If you're dealing directly with businesses, you should be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a great place for that. But keep in mind, even on LinkedIn, you're not selling a business to business. You're selling a person to person. You as an individual is selling to another individual. Both of you have a business. And keep in mind, if you're a B2B person, don't get that confused. You're not a business selling to another business. You're a person selling to another person. And that's where LinkedIn allows you to connect to that one individual person. Facebook's all about messaging. That's crucial on Facebook is you got to be able to message someone. And a lot of businesses are missing that. Did you know you can leave an audio message with someone on Facebook Messenger? How much more powerful is that? Matthew, let's say you're doing a lead outreach and you're telling people you're going to do a specific item for them. What would happen if you left a voice message instead of just a typewritten message? You think they'd be more likely or less likely to listen to it? Uh, it's been proven that it's more likely because that's actually what I do on a daily basis. Exactly. <laughs> it is more. You can do videos, I think. Can you not? Uh, you can. And it's more personal to have more audio. Actually, a lot of people say, oh, I love you do audio. Exactly. Communicate gets me to know who you are. Exactly. I love that. And here's the key. And here's what we want to make sure you understand. And you're going to be see all kinds of things again. Take notes. Go back and watch this again if you need to and write down the things that are that are standing out. Oh, I need to do this. Whenever we're talking about being everywhere where everyone is, you know, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Pinterest is a great source. It is a search engine as well as YouTube as a search engine. So make sure you're getting on those things. But the key is to automate it. So you post to one channel and then that one channel feeds to the other channels. 
So think about how you can do that in your marketing strategy. If you don't know how to do that, you need to talk to a marketing professional and get them to help you. Um, you can go out there and try it on your own. It's going to take you more time to get those customers when you try it on your own. And so I want to be cautious with that because you have to identify, you want to increase your profits. Are you going to increase your profits if you're spending all your time? No, you need to learn to delegate and find somebody who's a professional who will get those results quicker. That's a huge part to it. I mean, if you're not delegating stuff right now in your business, you're missing a huge portion. There's a huge book out, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek, and it identifies what are the things you're doing that are less than uh, what it is you're being paid for. So if I'm being paid, let's say that I value myself at $250 an hour or $50 an hour, but I'm going out and mowing my own lawn. Well, for $50, I can have somebody else mow it and it's going to, That'll save me an hour. How much more accomplished can I get in that one hour? So yes, we're talking about customers, but in order to talk about customers, we have to talk about where your customers are and you've got to be where they are and speak their language. A huge thing to get customers. Um, now this is tying into your current customer base is to get reviews. And lots and lots of people keep asking me, well, Lyle, should I get reviews on Facebook or should I get reviews on Google? My answer is always yes. What about Yelp? Yes. Anywhere you can get reviews, get them, capture them. You want to capture them on your website because what happens if Facebook shuts you down, which Facebook has done that to a lot of businesses because if something was posted that they didn't appreciate or somebody hacked their business. So on Facebook, let me add, I, oh, this is huge. On Facebook, on these social media platforms, you do not own that audience. That audience is owned by someone else. You're borrowing that platform to communicate to that audience. Have you ever thought about that way, Matthew? I have recently, not previously, but after all the shutdowns and stuff and pages that I was close with, they just shut down and no, no notification, no nothing. Exactly. So. They just disappear. And if I know, I told somebody the story, but I knew a guy was doing $100,000 a month using primarily Facebook. He was shut down for three weeks. Wow. Think of how much money he just lost in that month. He still had to pay his bills, still had to pay his customer. I mean, his, his workers and everything, but that was weeks that he didn't do his business. I think it was six weeks he was shut down actually, but we won't go there. Um, but the key is to get other customers. You want to get people talking about you. And that's, that's important to understand about social media. Social media is not about buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Here's my stuff. Here's my stuff. Here's my stuff. Here's my stuff. That's what a lot of people do on social media, but they're not creating a, an item that people in their ideal audience is able to share. So one of the things I think about is if my audience is a younger audience, I might want to put memes on my social media. If my audience is an older audience, I might want to put retro items. Do you remember this pack of gum or this commercial, those kind of things? That's something my audience is going to share with people that are like them. And if that's my ideal audience, then that's something I need to communicate to. All right, Matthew, how close are we to our five-minute mark? We're almost four minutes away from five. We're four minutes away from five minutes. Wow. I like that. Okay. I'm trying to talk fast. So hopefully you guys are listening because I want to pack as much information as we can in here. Something I want to talk about, about building new customers is chatbots. Have you ever thought about automating your chatbots? It is important to understand when you automate something, you're not just automating something that's going to give you a rote response. You always want to have a response geared towards a response. Does that make sense? <laughs> so in other words, if I come in and I say, hello, is someone there? I don't want the response. Hi, how are you today? Or if somebody says, do you sell cars? I don't want to say, how are you today? 
because you're missing the point. Yeah. So whatever those keywords are, if you're going to automate, if you're going to put a chat bot on a system, if you cannot answer it personally, then make sure that your automations are set up in a way that communicates to the person. Hey, how are you today? May I get your name? May I get your email? Do you have any specific questions? So be very specific in the way you set up automations, but automations are powerful. Chatbots can be very powerful because it helps answer some of those questions. If you don't have this, this is your one big thing that you need to write down. Have a frequently asked questions page on your website. Don't be afraid to use your frequently asked answered questions on your Facebook post profile as well. Your frequently asked questions are going to be what are the top 10 to 20 questions that somebody asks you in your business? So I'm a marketing person. So, so people always come up to me and say, what is SEO law and why do I need it? Well, I need to be able to explain that on my frequently asked questions. Somebody may come up to me and say, Lyle, I want to do automation, but how do I automate my business? I've got to be able to communicate that to them in a way that's simple to understand and that speaks directly to my ideal audience. The ideal audience is key. If you identify your ideal audience, you can identify how you communicate to them. So Matthew, what did you think about that concept? I think it's a smart concept because I've seen some of the businesses we work with and a chatbot is still to this day, we worked on it, oh my gosh, like a year ago and it's still working. Somebody just messaged and followed up using the Facebook Messenger bot. So I think it is important for you guys to have one. Exactly. And the frequently asked questions, why do people do frequently asked questions? Have you ever thought about that? I have actually, because you, you and I did one for a lawyer page. <laughs> and I, exactly. I didn't think about it, but um, breaking it down, I think having that frequently asked questions, it avoids those questions when the customer comes to you, they see you as an authority. Once they get those questions answered, they feel more comfortable, more secure with you. Because even though you personally didn't say, hey, this is the answer to your question, You've shown them that I'm prepared to help you. And so FAQ is really important. Also, they're search worthy. If you put them on your website, those are the questions people are asking about your industry. So they're more likely to search how to do X, Y, Z or how to create X, Y, Z. So if you're how to questions, include those in your FAQs. And here's, here's something that people miss. And I, I keep saying this, what people miss because I've been doing this for years, literally over 10 years of I've been communicating with people and coaching people in business. And these are the things that people miss. They're like, well, nobody needs to know that. Yes, they do. Think about elementary school. Think of ABC. You have the curse of knowledge as a business owner. Go back to when you first got started. What were the questions you had when you first got started when you were introduced to your business? And then I want you to think differently on that. What are questions that you had at the beginning, right? But I also want you to overshare. I know that's backwards. But somebody asked me about SEO. I actually tell them how to do SEO. I tell them all the steps they need to do to do it. I'm okay sharing that information because either they're going to spend a lot of time doing it themselves or they're going to see the value of hiring somebody like myself to do it for them. And if I can show them the value of doing it, show them how the work that actually goes behind the scenes, you will be surprised at how much work goes behind the scenes. But the point is, the more you share with them, the more open they are. We're in a consumer-driven market. People are searching information. They're comparing you to someone else. And if you give them all the information, they know where to identify that for. All right, Matthew, did you have any questions on anything we talked about so far about gaining new customers? Uh, I'm thinking about chatbot, but mine are more analytical. <laughs> okay. Let's go through the basics. Let's re review. You want to be where everyone is, number one. 
That means beyond social media channels where they currently exist, that means you have to understand your customer. Number two, try to automate as much as possible, whether that's automating chatbots or automating your social media where they feed from one to another. And number three is you have to own your audience. Owning your audience means have a place where you collect your information about your ideal customer so you can communicate to them. That's going to be very important when we come to step two, which I'm not going to tell you what it is because you got to come back next week for lever two. Because yep. We're going to have four levers. When you pull these four levers, you're literally increasing the amount of that cool. You're kind of increasing the amount yeah. of profits coming into your business. There are four levers and only four levers. You can have an argument with me about different levers, but these are the simple versions of it. So lever number one is to have new customers. If you understand how to get new customers, you understand to be where they are. You have to understand who they are. You'll have a better way to get customers. All right. Any final questions, Matthew? No, I think you pretty much covered it for that one. Cool. I've been Lyle. This is Optimized Profitability. Join us next week as we talk about lever number two on increasing your profitability. I'm Matthew, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizedProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.